Kia ora, welcome in. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on your Friday morning, four past six. Thank God it's Friday. Isn't that what they say, Izzy? Good morning to you, brother. (laughs) Friday, fun Friday. Yes, good morning to you, Ricardo. Yep, we're here, mate. Look, honestly, um, you know, people laugh. You know, I've said it's been a big week. Mm. It's a couple of hours a day. But it is quite taxing. And it is quite draining. There's a plenty going on. And this is my first week back for a while. And we've got the Friday. And I'm like, oh, I'm a bit knackered today. <laughs> so it's, it's all the golf. Yeah, not enough golf. <laughs> Playing again today. I know. I know. <laughs> How did you get on yesterday? Uh, do we do we need to tap country clueless? Or did you get everything nailed pretty well? Uh, no, look, I did the lawns. Haven't done the irrigation. And I got a little... Uh, you know, the old deaf stare, slight remark when we were driving out. Oh, the grass is looking pretty dry. What do you mean? It's been raining and I have been irrigating it for a very long time. I just haven't done it the last couple of days because I haven't been able to fix the irrigation. But no, that's on the to-do list. I've got plenty of jobs and uh, next week's going to be a big week. No golf. No golf next week. I've Ooh. got so many. I've got to mow the paddocks. There's, um, they've actually got a lot of growth. I've got them um, bailed up before I went to... Australia, um, I've come back there, they're, you know, up to your knees already, so wow. I've got to go hire a, a, a mower, get that all mowing, just obviously a fire hazard in, you should uh, in summer. Your, so. your good friends at Kubota, they might be able to hook you up with one to do those. Uh, look, Kubota, well, I'll head down to, I don't know if they're still part of the show, Kenna Tire, they're still part of the show, aren't yeah, they? they? So are, yeah, I'll head yeah. down to local local Kenna Tire and, and, and hire out a mower, get that done, got to do a bit of spraying. Uh, irrigation, what else have I got? I've got plenty of jobs to do next week because I'm heading to Gisborne for the break. Um, I'll be up north, so got to get those done because I'll come back. Life sentence block, mate, it all gets out of control. So no golf next week, Ricardo. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. Mm. That is amazing. Sacrifices <laughs> we make, eh? Uh, <laughs> now, uh, we want to do the SENZ roll call too because uh, we want to know where you are. We want to know what you're doing mm. and how you're listening to us as well. So text us double eight double three. Where are you this morning? What are you up to? And how are you listening to us? So double eight double three on that one. Uh, we've got one text through so far, Izzy, and all it says mm-hmm. with about five exclamation marks after it is Kurt Capewell. Kurt Capewell, yep. What a what a signing! One that it came out of nowhere. Really, we thought those uh, negotiations had stalled. Are uh, Brisbane going to make that decision? Then bang, yeah, it comes out. You, one thing that I have learned from following this story is do not yeah. play poker against Cam George. Yeah, because yeah. about two days ago <laughs> he was very con- you know very much giving off the vibe that it might not happen. Yeah, well, it's interesting. We've got Andrew McFadden coming up on the show, and it'd be good to chat to him. Obviously, he's a big part of the signing and see where they were at in those negotiations. And was it just bang, spare of the moment, you had no inkling, and then obviously Kurt Capewell and, and his partner having to make a decision to yeah, go across the Trans-Tasman, come to Auckland, uplift the, everything that they've known from Australia and, and make this huge leap. And uh, whether they had any inkling that he was looking at it from you know a point of view that he really wanted to come, he's obviously has, and they've signed him. They've signed Jackson Ford and, and Rocco Berry, so a huge day for the Warriors. But I think the question is really Adam Fanua Blake. Mm. You know, like he's obviously signed for next year. Um, what's what's his thinking? Is he still? 
you know, from what I'm reading, that he's going to be a big, still a big part. It eases his workload with Murata Niakore, Kurt Capewell, and Adam Fanor Blake. But whether like that's the decision that uh, right, for him to say, look, he's here. Can I go now? Yeah, well, he's not like for like though, is he? Because Kurt Capewell normally plays on the edge rather than in the middle. Nah, mm, definitely not like for like, but. Filling the gap of experience, Adam Fanel Blake is going to be a huge loss. We know that there's been chat that it looks like a straight slot for Isaiah Papali'i mm-hmm. um, coming over. Whether that's um, a good thing or bad thing, I don't know. Huge loss, but well, I was going to ask you because I was talking to um, Tony Adams, um, mm. you know, yesterday, and he asked me what I thought about that, and I said, look, if I was a betting man, which we know I am. Um, I would put money on Fanua Blake wearing a different jersey in 2024. It just feels like his agreement I'm the with, same. The, with the Warriors to stay for a year is really just to give the Warriors some bargaining power so they can get the players what they want. Totally. Totally agree. Like, we, uh, His heart's not in it. And your heart's not in it. You want to go. You want to go home. You want to go be with your family. Why should I come to training? Why should I be here for the team when my heart's elsewhere? Like, you, you did right. I, I feel like there's going to be some big news over the next couple of months. Probably ASAP would be the best option, and Andrew McFadden potentially will play poker with us and give us absolutely nothing, but that's okay. We'll try and do our very best and uh, and give an inkling of what's happening. But I, I, I totally agree, mate. I think he's he's already that ship sailed. Um, when you've come out and you're having meetings over with Gus Gould and, and, and so on, you, that means you're, you're pretty destined and keen to head off. Actually, is it, you, uh, you're you a Hawks Bay boy, right? Yep. Hugh Renton yep. is a Hawks Bay mm. boy, isn't he? Yep. Mm. There's a story doing the rounds over in Aussie. Um, part of the reason I was talking to Tony because he was doing some follow-up. And he said that uh, there's a journal over there who's carrying a story that Hugh Renton is going to sign for the Dragons. Wow. Wow, I, I, when you when you sent that through, I was like, "Is serious? The Hugh Renton that went to Lindisfarne College, he's mm. played for the Canes and, and the Landers." Um, yeah, look, good on him, good on him. He, he's had a good he's had a good couple of years. You think at the Highlanders last year, he's probably one of the best players playing eight in loose forwards, and they had a pretty stacked loose forward trio, and he was keeping out some quality players. I think Shannon Frizzell and Co had to come off the bench quite a few times. Mm. Never seen him play league. Um, whether he would have the same success. He's very good at the breakdown. There's no breakdown in, in the game of league. He's got a good offload. I could see some transitions, uh, some similarities going to that game. But, yeah, if that is true, and he's going to make the shift, good on him. He's still quite young. He's late 20s and you know maybe early 30s and heading into to his career. Uh, he's 27. Yeah, he's 27 not the only, he's not the only one. Mark... Nibokatawasi mm. from Australia has signed for the Roosters 2025. He is off. Big oh, blow for Aussie rugby. We talked about that yesterday, didn't we? Man. Uh, and it looks like, you know, the, the NRL, they've given these clubs the. I don't know if you picked up on this, Izzy, because you were away. I know you were in Queensland, but they uh, basically the uh, Valandi said off the back of McLennan, what McLennan had done and everything, he just turned around and said, oh, we're going uh, to give. Uh, club's salary cap relief if they go and buy or uh, convert a player from uh, from other codes, is what he said. Um, so now every club, there's 17 clubs who have all been green-lit to go and find somebody from another code and get salary cap relief for that player. Oh, what was he up to, mate? It's a long way back from the Hamish McLennan era. Oh, he probably just couldn't find a more... 
What's the not not the halo? I can't say halo. That's a pretty hard word, but um, no, I think it's pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were pretty close. Yeah. Australian rugby. <laughs> I think you were pretty close. I don't think there's much love for him, uh, particularly from the yeah. former Wallabies like Phil War and guys like that. I don't think they're particularly big fans. Um, well, we'll talk more about that, uh, and we'll take your text on that too, Double eight, double three. doing the SENZ roll call. Where are you listening to us? What are you doing? And uh, how are you listening to us as well? Got another voucher, $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf. is at adidas.co.nz slash golf. T's and C's apply. Look like Izzy out on the course. Uh, here is clue number one. <laughs> Despite both my parents having connections to my sport, I didn't want to play when I was young and instead played football. I started playing my sport regularly at the age of 12. It's a hard one. Where'd you pull this out of? An autobiography. Come on, Robbie. (laughs) I do not know. Yeah, pretty much. Because I've got it. Good. And it took me a very long time. I'm not going to lie. I had to go Google it. Because I was never going to get close to it. And I'm thinking, Robbie, how did you think of this? So good luck if you're going to have a crack at uh, that $100 voucher because it's, it's a toughie for I got a some, I got some stick on, uh got some stick on Wednesday, so I thought I'd pull this out for oh. Friday. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Who, was, who, was, who gave you stick? <sighs> Don't know. One, Someone. One Israel bag. No, good work, Robbie. It's going to make them have to think. And even when you Google it, you've got to be pretty particular. You couldn't, you can't Google it until the third clue. And, well, that third clue's after 8 o'clock, so you're going to have to stay tuned. Yeah, stay <laughs> tuned for that $100 Adidas uh, gift voucher. All right, let's get into it. Round one, fight. Now, the three big questions for the day, Israel. Um, the Crusaders mm. have lost the crown as Australasia's best sporting team. This is according... Uh, to Platinum Asset Management and Gainline Analytics, who do this award every year. Uh, so Penrith Panthers have won the award this year, and uh, the Melbourne City A-League team came second, Crusaders dropped to third, um, which made me, I couldn't quite figure it out, because Crusaders won another title. So I could understand mm, if mm. Crusaders hadn't won the title, they dropped back, but they've just won seven in a row, so I don't know how, how, how you lose that title, but... It got me thinking. Clubs, franchises, whatever you want to call them. Who do you think is the best club slash franchise in Australasia? Because I have no love for the Crusaders, as you know, but I yeah. can't I can't see how you can argue against them. Nah, it's, it's a tough one to argue against. I, I was when I was reading that article, it said um, the Crusaders uh, award won the award last year and were also presented with tender, but they finished in third place this year. And the annual rankings compiled by Platinum Management. And that was based on the four losses throughout the season. Doesn't really relate to the title. So it's it's consistency throughout the season, wins loss ratio. But in saying that I can't see how they've lost it when you win in seven straight. But hey, um, you know, this is this is someone else's opinion. Um, the uh, Penrith Panthers, you know, the quality that they are and, and the club. I guess it probably goes on strength of competition. You know, strength of, of the uh, the opposition and and I don't yeah, it's it's a it's an opinion piece that that could have debate for for a very long time. I'm one eyed as hell. I've got my Crusaders blanket on. I, it's hard for me to go past the Crusaders with the success that they've had in the last couple of years. But even before that, you know, when I arrived at the club, they've already had six or seven titles. It's a very successful club. Yeah, very successful. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a head scratcher for me that one. 
Round two. Manly. Did they learn nothing from the Cowboys' Jason Tamalolo deal? Now, now Jason Tamalolo, when the Cowboys signed him, they signed him for $10 million over 10 years, and everybody was like, wow, a 10-year contract, that is crazy. He did well for the first few, but then dropped off, had injuries, and he's certainly not the same player he was when they made that deal. Manly have signed uh, one of their young players, Hamole Olakuatu, who's a bit of an enforcer in their, in their pack, only 25. They've signed him... To it's basically he had two years to run on his deal. They've extended it by six years, and, and they're paying him eight million for those six years. That's a long time in rugby league. What do you reckon? Have they learned nothing? You think it's a good call? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from experience here. When I was a young player aspiring to be Dan Carter, be on the same whack as those boys, you are hungry. And you have the desire to go the extra mile. You are putting in the hard yards. Fast forward a couple of years, Israel Dag signs a three, four-year deal. Max, you know, offering no bonuses. I just want Max, whatever. Your mindset changes because your security's there. You probably get a little bit comfortable with your game, with your training, with who you are. Look, I'm not saying he will be the same, but as a player you got to keep that hunger in front of them. Yes, players are always after security and, and security for, for long periods of time. But um, I hope this doesn't eventuate. But look, just from speaking from, from personal experiences, when you have security, you, do, you are able to relax, but sometimes you can take the piss and lose that hunger. Uh, I hope this doesn't eventuate. I, I can't, for the life of me, understand how clubs sign eight-year deals or six-year extensions. Mm. That is a very long time. I think the max in New Zealand rugby is four years. Uh, a four-year deal is one of the biggest you can get. To go past that, that is absolutely ludicrous. So much can go on in the game, in their body, in, in you know, their performances and so on. So, yeah, that, that's just from personal experience, me being honest, saying, look, when you sign a big year, a long-term deal, you get comfortable. Well, I did anyway. Round three. The Big Bash got underway last night. Actually, it was a good one for Colin Munro. It was one of those good, bad ones for Colin Munro. So uh, he is playing for the Brisbane Heat. He finished unbeaten on 99. Like, he carried yep. his bat. Uh, so they, I think, what they, they, they set uh, 200, they, they scored 214 for three, and he had opened and was 99 not out. The crowd was booing their other batsman, Max Bryant, because he kept hitting boundaries in the last over, so uh, Munro wasn't getting on strike. It's quite funny because uh, they just wanted to see the century. Uh, and then they rolled um, the Melbourne team, the Stars, uh, for 111, so absolutely smashed them. But uh, it got me thinking. There's three IPL, uh, not IPL, three T20 competitions that I kind of pay any attention to. IPL, Big Bash, and Super Smash. Do you, do you have a preference, Izzy? I, I used to love the Big Bash, particularly when Baz was in it. Brendan McCullum and, and a lot of Kiwis, and they had a lot of um, overseas experience. It, it went away for a couple of years there. I think it's making a wee bit of a resurgence. Mm. It was regarded as one of the top T20 competitions uh, in the world when they had a lot of access to the to the global stars. It's hard to go past the IPL, you know, with just what's going on, um, how much you know stardom they have, the long tournament, the the big stars, the money. Like it's just it's just a a band, but it's just a juggernaut at the moment. So I'd have to say IPL, but watch this space. Big Bash is, is starting to make a, a, a wee comeback back here. Super Smash, I don't really watch too much of that. 
Yeah, I, I probably, I, I don't like the IPL, and the reason I think I don't like the IPL is because mm. I don't know most of the players because yeah. I don't follow Indian cricket that closely, and geographically, I'm like these teams mean nothing to me. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas I can look at the Big Bash and I go. You know, you have certain ties to parts of Aussie, being how close we are. So there is there there is that part of it. But and I love watching the Super Smash. To be honest, if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go that because I want to see all the young Kiwi players coming up and seeing which Kiwi club players could be knocking on the door of the Black Caps. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just love the bright lights, eh? The big city lights, the cash that's at its disposal. Oh, yeah, I, a I was, true magpie, eh? Anything <laughs> bright and shiny, and he's away. <laughs> I just I heard something the other day. Obviously, NFL's the biggest broadcasting rights globally. Yep. And then it goes to the IPL. Well, in the NFL, broadcast rights globally, the players get 49 to 51% revenue. Uh, uh, Per year from the broadcast rights, so they take a forty nine. You can spend forty nine fifty one percent of the broadcast right in the IPL with that big deal that they've signed. I think it's a couple of billion. The player share of that is only seven percent. Wow, mm. it's massive difference. And you think, and they're still getting paid ludicrous amounts of money. Imagine if they creep up over ten percent, maybe even fifteen percent. Like you're going to see a Ben Stokes, you're going to see the biggest players in the world in, uh, earning. Around ten million dollars a year for a couple of months. I know how good would that be if That's you're a cricketer. <laughs> yeah. If if if, if uh, Test cricket's not struggling now, it will when that happens, mate. Jeez. <laughs>